Welcome to the London Welsh Rugby Club podcast. This is episode 42. Our guest this week is the last person who represented the British and Irish Lions whilst playing for the club. I would like to thank Simon Thomas from Wales and Line for enabling me to get hold of this valuable individual in our club history. His story is fascinating and I really enjoyed researching his rugby career and getting to know him during our interview. He loved his time at London Welsh. He also loved to travel and loved playing in the Southern Hemisphere, which meant he played for four seasons without a rest, pre-season or a post-season. We also have a chat about some great fixtures London Welsh had versus Barbarians and Fiji all around our centenary season and that magic cup run all the way to Twickenham for the John Player Trophy final in 1985. Our guest this week is Rob Ackerman. Enjoy. This podcast is sponsored by London Welsh Developments. London Welsh Developments offer the entire range of services for all your home needs, from plumbing, electrical, joinery and building and maintenance. Their many years of experience building all forms of extensions and conversions, the odd new build and some bespoke garden rooms and home offices. You will clearly see the attention to detail and understanding of your home that is difficult to match. They really do care and want the best for your home with no stone left unturned. For more information, contact London Welsh Developments on 0208 335 9123 or email on info at lwdltd.co.uk London Welsh Developments. Welcome to the pod, former London Welsh, Wales and British and Irish Lions player, Rob Ackerman. How are you, Rob? Yeah, good, Gareth. Very well indeed, mate. Especially especially on a Friday night, ready for the weekend, mate. Yes, you're saying it's Friday night, but it's Friday morning here in the UK. So Rob is based in Australia. Whereabouts in Australia are you based, Rob? Because I think you're our yeah, first I'm overseas a... guest. Yeah, I'm about uh, out in the quarter out of Melbourne. In, uh, in a place called Day- Dalesford in regional Victoria. And uh, I've been living here for uh, about two years. Yeah, moved out of Melbourne about two years ago. And uh, yeah, just um, enjoyed it. But uh, yeah, going back to New Zealand in uh, in four weeks' time, actually. Just uh, just to live again, but uh, purely for family reasons. You know, I haven't seen my family. i got a daughter in New Zealand now, and I haven't seen her for 16 months. So yeah, it's, can't wait for the travel bubble to open. So just decided to... Uh, Hey, just uh, decided I couldn't wait any longer to get over, get back over there. Oh, that's, that's fair enough. Actually, this, this pandemic has made people think a lot about their oh, sort of family and crazy. friends. But look, you've yeah. probably had quite a different experience in Australia than we've had in the UK with this pandemic. So how, are things, have, yeah. how are things now, Rob? Yeah, no, saying that, we've, uh, we had lockdown in Melbourne, uh, well, in Victoria, actually, last Friday till uh, when we went to school yesterday. So we had five days, yeah, a bit of a... Yeah, a bit of a sudden, uh, a bit of a sudden lockdown. Yes, and uh, yeah, this is going to happen. This is going to happen for the rest of the year. We think over here because hotel quarantine and cases coming out of that. So, my wife and I decided on New Year's Day actually just to, to do something about it. And otherwise, we're in limbo and just uh, take the bite the bullet and do fourteen days quarantine when we get back to Auckland. And is New Zealand very different to Australia in terms of um, yeah, uh, COVID yeah. outbreaks? They're more or less back to normal there, aren't they? Well, that's right. But there's only five million people there in total. So you know, at the end of the day, they've been pretty strict in, t- in terms of who they're letting back in, etc. So, it, but it's a numbers game, isn't it? You know, five million. We, you know, we've got that in Victoria. So, at the end of the day, it's just that's just how it is. That's fair enough. So, what are you currently doing in Australia, Rob? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a supply teacher. I'm pretty much semi-retired now. So, uh, yeah, I'd say. Usually about two days a week. I'm happy with that. I don't want any more. <laughs> so you're in control of how much work you're doing, really, yeah? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. I just, I, I get up my leg ready for the call, but I'm not too disappointed if I don't get it, I'll tell you. <laughs> so so I, I, had a, I had a former London Welsh player get in touch with me via LinkedIn, and he's in Australia listening to the podcast, which is brilliant. So are there much of a, like a, a London Welsh, Wales or Lions people in Australia you keep in touch with at all, or you see? No, 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 no not really, no. No, I haven't. I don't think there's that many of them living over here, to be perfectly honest, even back in New Zealand. But uh, yeah, no, no, I haven't come across many. But sure. did, does a London Welsh, when you go to New Zealand, does a London Welsh sort of name 
mean quite a lot because of the 71 lines um, in yeah, New Zealand. Yeah, it will do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'd be synonymous with, uh, you know, that, that Lions tour in particular. And uh, yeah, so many of those, you know, so many of the London Welsh players on that trip. It's, 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 it's you know, certainly a famous club and well-respected in New Zealand for sure. No, 100%. So I'm sure you've been watching the Six Nations, or maybe not live because it's the middle of the night for you. Yeah, so have you been recording them? And what, what do you make yeah, of Wales' performance so far in the Six Nations? Well, a lot better than the than in the autumn internationals, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, no, they're very, they're, 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 you know, they had a good win, particularly last weekend up in Murrayfield, especially after the Scottish performance against England. But uh, yeah, I think that'll be a test, you know, in. Uh, was it the twentieth? I think it's oh no, twenty sixth, twenty seventh against England. Yeah, no, England. They 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 haven't fired, and they'll be you know the old enemy, and uh, it'll, that'll be that'll be a humdinger, I think, for sure. Yeah, no, I think yeah, there's the build up for that. So this this goes yeah. out the Wednesday before that 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 game. So um, uh, yeah, the expectations. I think Wales will be underdogs, but um, yeah, the but strength France, in depth. France, France, France have impressed me. They're going to be they're going to be a tough nut to crack. You know, they're getting themselves together now, and uh, Sean Edwards is doing a great job. But yeah, they're building in confidence, especially with the World Cup up coming coming up in France in twenty three. They're going to be a difficult. You know, they're building and they're building strong. They got you know they got a good squad together now, and uh, they'll be tough. They'll be tough to beat for sure. Yeah, but if we beat England, we then got Italy away, well, that's and, that, that's and a, then and you never know. Stranger things, but yeah, and the triple crown as well. You know, if Wales beat England, that's that's what it's all. And to get one over the uh, the English is, is is always a good one. Would you take one win over England and lose the other four games then? <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I'd say yeah, yeah for sure. I must admit, I, I never. Every time I think three times I played England, I never lost to England, so that was good. Twice at Twickenham, so that was good. But uh, oh, yeah, it's always great. it's always good to beat them fellas, isn't it? No, no, no definitely. <laughs> and, and and suppose you've heard all the rumours about you know, obviously you're a, a former lion yourself. The rumours about the lions towards Thafka might actually happen in Australia. What what's your thoughts about that then? Yeah, I you know I I, I think if the worst comes to worst, you know there's there's you know it's an option, isn't it? It's got to go. It's the, the tour's got to go ahead. It's got to be played. I, I don't think it'd be a good idea to play it back in the UK. I think it's uh, you know, Australia would be a it would be a better bet because you know they're gonna there's, there's rugby there's a rugby following here. There's a lot of South Africans living in Perth. It's, it's got to be played, you know. And and from a safety perspective, if that if that's you know if, if that's the best bet, played in Australia. So play away, and then obviously it's, yeah, it can't be South Africa. Swap it over. It's probably yeah. yeah. I mean, I think they'll be playing South Africa in Australia, not, and then people want them to swap and have Australia this time, yeah. and then South Africa in four years. But yeah. you know, it's um, probably Australia are not ready for that, and they want to have their own glory in twenty-five when they can have yeah. their own players playing. Do you know what I mean? So um, well, and they, they, they they're building. You know, Dave Rennie's doing a good job there in in, in twenty twenty-five. They they'll be looking for you know they'll be, they'll be looking forward to it, won't they? No, no. Fingers crossed. I hope to make it to Australia for that one. Really, that'd be yeah, I'd love one. to do no, that. <laughs> Um, okay, look. Let's go back to sort of your, your rugby journey because uh, I've really found it fascinating uh, doing a bit of research on, on your career and things like that, Rob. And because uh, you were born in Edward Vale, and then you were you were sent to boarding school at Christ College, right? Or did yeah, you? Bad, yeah, bad boy. I, I joke. I would say bad boys boarding school. That's what they call it, don't they? But uh, yeah, no. Look, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, happy memories there. We had. We had sport every day apart from Thursday, so I was quite happy with you know playing rugby every day. I was that's yeah that that was good as far as I was concerned. But uh, yeah, and it was it was it was a strong it was a, it was a good rugby school, strong rugby school. You know they had the traditional fixtures against Landlivery College. I don't think they want to be playing. I don't think they still play them now actually because Landlivery is so strong nowadays. Right. Okay. I see. So, but who, who else would you would you play? And was rugby always your first yeah, love? Yeah, Monmouth. Yeah, oh, definitely. Definitely, yeah. I can I can remember, you know, listening listening to the uh, the Lions seventy one Lions tour, you know, in uh, over the radio, getting up, you know, in the early hours with my father and things like that. So uh, it was always my first love, yeah, for sure. And when you were growing up, were there was there any sort of involvement in sort of uh, district or age grade squads as a, as a youth player for yourself? Yeah, no, I yeah I only I, I played schoolboys, yeah, when I when I was at Christ College. I made the Welsh Hackney School side and, and, and what have you. So uh, I was involved in a car accident and put, put me out in the latter stages of the trials. But uh, fortunately, I came. I think I came on against Island Schools in at the Arms Park and uh, yeah, 
retained my place then and went to France and, uh, and England with Swansea, I think it was, yeah. But rugby yeah. was in your blood, wasn't it? Because your, your dad oh, yeah. your dad my played father. rugby for, for somewhere I think your dad played for Newport? He played for Newport, yeah, and a lot of people told me that, you know, he was one of these unlucky ones, you know, never to get a cap, but, you know, they put him on, in, in his place a couple of times and just say, you know, did you play for Wales or what? <laughs> <laughs> so he, he had his tail between his legs when I told him that, but that's how it is. But oh no, he was uh, yeah, he was yeah, uh, because I think he captained the schoolboys for about two or three seasons. Okay, but also, but he's then you know post his rugby career, he became quite involved with Newport yeah. uh, um, as a secretary, yeah. So like as as administrator and things like that, and then that was your first rugby club as as a in senior rugby. But what, what yeah. I like to understand really is that that transition to senior rugby from a, a Christ schoolboy and then a, a Wales schoolboy into it's mm. quite quite a big step really, isn't it? A 17, 18 to yeah. play senior rugby. I remember, I remember. Yeah, I think my, I made my debut for Newport in the cup against. Um, my stage, yeah, and I think I'm at Colin Donovan, I think, to be perfectly honest, and uh, yeah, I must have had a good year, I think I had quite a good game there, and uh, yeah, I was I was into it then, I was into uh, senior football, and yeah, I enjoyed that, I enjoyed that, and I was I was lucky though to get my call up, to, uh, to be perfectly honest, I think I'd scored six tries against Mosley, I think it was, uh, I'd played for Wales B, I'd scored six tries a couple of weeks later, and Gareth Evans, who was a club mate of mine, he got originally selected for the All Blacks game and uh, he withdrew to injury and then I re replaced him and and uh, yeah the rest was history for a while until I got dropped after my career game. <laughs> <laughs> but so your first cap so, so you had a season at Newport so you're 18 so then within yeah. a year you're capped for Wales and you're playing yeah. against the All Blacks at the Arms Park for your first ever game for Wales. Mm -hmm. You yeah, must have been shitting yourself. I was high. I, 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 I remember. I remember it was the. Um, I should have played for Monmouthshire against. Uh, originally, I was selected to play before I, you know, I got uh, selected um, for the international um, for Monmouthshire on the on the Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday it was, and um, I went to the dinner because I didn't play, and I was I was sitting next to uh, Stu uh, Stu Wilson, and uh, you know, was the guy who was going to be marking on the Saturday and all that. Just in. Yeah, intimidating because you know I knew who he was, you know, well respected winger, world class winger. So yeah, to be perfectly honest, you know, uh, I knew that you know I was I, I wasn't I didn't think I was ready for it playing against the you know the 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 All Blacks. They just held in you know in order, isn't it? To be perfectly honest, and um, yeah, intimidated to say the least. But do you think, like obviously nowadays, there's so much exposure on television for, of, of all these sort of international stars. There's like less secrets, but maybe in, in the sort of early '80s when, when you were capped, you, you sort of yeah. know, know less about the players and the teams and their tactics. So it becomes you know more like you know that, that on the day you know potentially. I know there there, there are world class players within the All Blacks, but there are world class players in Wales as well, weren't there? Yeah, definitely. But it, there is that. There is that that aura, you know, with any All Black side, and still today, this to, to be booed. Although they get, you know, they are getting regularly beaten nowadays. They, they still, you know, it's still intimidating with a hack and etc. You know, it's and I've lived there, you know, for a number of years myself. It's they still got, they still got. I can assure you. No, I'm sure they have. So, so on your debut then for Wales, you had jpr playing fullback and he, yeah. he he got a recall so there's a london welsh connection there yeah, so he, he hadn't yeah. played for wales for 18 months so he gets a call up so um so so what, what was what was the significance of that test um for wales was it a special occasion well it was, yeah, it was a centenary test yeah uh, for wales yeah it was well centenary test yeah Wow, quite. A, so it was obviously yeah. sell out to Arms parks your debut yeah, special yeah, occasion yeah. talk us through yeah. the day then from your point of view rob I can't really remember much about it, to be perfectly honest. You know, I think I, I think I was rooming with Terry, yeah, Ter, Terry Holmes. I think you know, put me with an experienced fella. Um, but yeah, just, just so it just the game went, you know, in a in a, in a blink. You know, I made a, I, I made I remember making one bad mistake. I, I bought a dummy off Graham Murray, and he scored in the corner. Um, yeah, just I didn't think he could do things like that, but he did, uh, and he, he still lets me know. I've you know uh, I bumped bumped into him a couple of times in the, over the years, and he reminds me of that. I can assure you. <laughs> but, That's uh, good. Yeah, no, was but, so, uh, oh, no. we lost then. We lost, I think we lost that game. Didn't yeah, we? twenty twenty three nine, I think it was. But um, yeah, no, 
I look back to that, you know, I look back to that old black side and they were quite a few of those players in that old black side that day would make one of the greatest, you know, would make the great old black sides. You know, Bill, Bill Osborne, Bruce Robinson, Bernie Fraser, Graham Moody, Murray Max, Ted Marshall, you know, I mean, there's five guys I've mentioned there. Yeah. <laughs> who, you know, who are of, of, of the great old black side. This is purely obviously amateur rugby. They were over to play that game, but, but whilst you're playing rugby for Newport and Wales, you you were obviously looking at either you at university or learning a trade or profession. Mm -hmm. So you were balancing that with education, were you at the time? Yeah, no, I, I was because when I was first capped, I was at St Luke's in Exeter, uh, and I'd been there for three months, and they wanted me uh, they wanted me to play for the uh, university every weekend, and I couldn't do that, so because I, I was going back to the back to Newport, so I left that after three months. I left there after my uh, three months uh, first term. I had nine months then labouring, I think, before I went to um, St Mary's, Strawberry Hill. And for the first for the first year then I travelled back for midweek games and weekends from London. Yeah. Right. Oh, that makes and sense. Yeah. Yeah, and that's so that's the reason why I, I decided to uh, to leave Newport. And I got sick of the travelling. It was it was ridiculous, you know, getting back to London about midnight, one o'clock in the morning, and trying to go lectures the following day. It wasn't, it didn't work. So uh, that's why I joined the London Watch guy, Dennis Hogan, who was a good club, club man at the time. He, uh, he had a word with me and um, yeah, decided to uh, go to St. Mary's and uh, yeah. yeah that, makes lot, that makes a lot of sense. That because, because when I look at how many games you played for Newport in the short time you were there, you're probably there for, like for two and a half years. You played mm. 76 games. So if, you, if, you, if, if you're going crazy. back... If you're going back like midweek and at weekends, yeah. it's no surprise. Yeah, I remember playing Abervale on a Wednesday night, pouring down with rain. I didn't even touch the ball. My mother dropped me back at Newport Station for the catch, catch a train about quarter to ten at night on a Wednesday night, getting back to London then and back to back to college about one o'clock in the morning. Crazy. And, it, I get, and then I and then I do again then on Friday evening. I I, I you know I, I get out of Paddington and go back on Friday night ready for the Saturday game. And you're Please. a Wales international. That's how they treat you. Yeah. <laughs> That's, look, um, look, talk about Wales. So we talked about that Newport there, but you started your career for Wales when you're at Newport. Wales mm. are probably in their transition because they had a great, yeah. obviously, the Grand Slams in the in the 70s, just coming out of that, and England were getting a bit stronger. So, you know, what, what was it like playing for Wales? Obviously, you've done your first cap with the All Blacks, but then you back into the, into the role of the Five Nations then, isn't it? Yeah, well, I, we we beat England at uh, Cardiff, and then we went we went to uh, Murrayfield and lost up there. So I was about one of eight guys dropped. DBR was dropped after that game, so I didn't think I should have been dropped. I didn't think I played that badly, but yeah. So you know, quickly bought to earth after three games, um, and then you know, I didn't play any other remaining fixtures in the um, in in the Five Nations. Worked hard, worked hard then to get back in the side uh, later in the year for uh, yeah an autumn international. I can I think it was Australia then. I think yeah, I think it might have been. So there were autumn internationals back in those days there, but maybe not the mm. four games you get now. We'd be just like no, one or two no, games, no, something, or yeah, just one game. Yeah, Australia, I think it was. Yeah, Australia and yes, eighty-two, I think. So caps, are, you know, caps are quite scarce really. It's five nations. Yeah, well, five, uh, yeah, five, five, five a year, isn't it? And we didn't, they didn't tour or anything. I never went on a tour with Wales. I never toured when I was playing for them. So the, the only tour but, you went on was your Lions yeah, tour. We will yeah. talk a lot about the Lions because yeah. I'm intrigued with, with the and fascinated mm. by, by the Lions. But I think so. You, mm. you, you've had over twenty caps for Wales, and most of them were when you're at London Welsh. So you've already mentioned yeah. why you came to London Welsh because you know, um, the travelling that sort of thing. But what was the other attraction about London Welsh to you, Rob? Yeah, well, because you know, they were, they, they, I got to know Clive as well. Clive Reese, you know, we were playing at the same time, we were in the same Welsh side together, and uh, yeah, and they, and they had they had a great name. London Welsh had a great name, and I, I thought, yeah, no, it would, yeah, it would, it would be good to join them because unless pressure, you know, you're in a bubble back in, back in Wales. To be perfectly honest, although I jump on a train and disappear and things like that. Every Saturday, you know, every Saturday, you know, high expectation, high standards. And yeah, it was just a little bit freer, to be perfectly honest, in, in, in London, playing for London Welsh. 
Was it anything less to do with pressure, like less pressure? I, I get that, like the, the, the South Wales bubble of rugby, yeah. I definitely get that. But yeah. also, I suppose your dad's so heavily involved, maybe. Was that something in the back of your mind? Maybe you're moving no, away? No, 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 no. I didn't worry what he thought. No. <laughs> I wasn't too worried. I wasn't too worried about that. But no, I just I just thought that, you know, you could, uh, you know, you could express yourself and it's just not so much pressure. And was the standard comparable at London Welsh? And yeah. also, you know, from, a, from a, your aspirations for playing for Wales, did you yeah. think that might be affected at all by going to London no. Welsh or even improved? No, yeah, 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 because you just, you, were, you know, we weren't playing midweek matches. And that was a lot, uh, that was a lot better. But no, I'm in London Welsh with your Kevin Bowlings and uh, your Clay Reeses, your Mark Douglas. You know, we had a quality side, uh, as, as you probably hint at later. But uh, I, I enjoyed my rugby there for sure. No, no. So you you came to us uh, in '82, and that was a, you know that's the stellar season for yourself in a way because obviously that culminated in a Lions call-up. But you made a debut against Leicester. Do you know what I mean? So uh, do you remember that I at all? I think I got injured in that game. I think yeah. I think I broke my hand, and I, yeah, I think I was selected to play against England the following week. And I think either Clive or uh, Paul Dodge they actually accidentally stamped on my hand. I think, and uh, I think I broke a bone and I missed the England game the following week. Did we win? Did we win? Did we beat Leicester or lost? 17-5. And, and I, I believe it's down to our sort of front row dominance against the Tigers. On that okay, day. good so, one. So, good uh, one which, which is good. So a lot of this is from our club historian. It's, it's honestly, yeah, the, the level of detail he's gone into, even just for, for that match or something, it was p- played in stifling heat. And I was think it? one, yeah, um, I know. I mean, and you, you reckon the one of the touch judges lost about three pounds of weight during the game. <laughs> Hey, so hey, Bruce Bradley would have lost a couple of bones, would not he? <laughs> oh, no, definitely, yeah, no, definitely. But you played out games like you, know, you had games against Quinns. I think you scored your first try against Quinns in a, in a draw that. that season. That right? Yeah, so you made seventeen appearances for Welsh that season, scoring two tries. But I suppose, okay. and you played for Wales three times that year, right? So I wasn't, but, I wasn't a great try scorer, that's for sure. Look, everyone's <laughs> everyone's got a role to play in, the, and it's a team game, it's, yeah, as you well yeah, know, it's the yeah, ultimate right, team yeah, game. Right, so yeah, you know, so, right, yeah, I did Hammy, my bit. I did my bit. Hanley tried to Jamie Roberts get for Wales in like 99 caps. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's probably not more than 10, is it? Okay, yes. I don't know. He's, he's, you know, he's a, you know, a centre for, for Wales Alliance like yourself. So look, you know, so everyone's got a role to play. But um, yeah. yeah, so you, I'll say you, um, you went to the Lions and you know, that must be like such a, an amazing experience at the end of that season of London Welsh to go on your first mm. Lions tour. And for, My first and only. Uh, yeah, first and yeah, only. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I often, I often joke about it. You know what I mean? Ten, that was a ten-week tour. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I always say to people, you know what I mean? I went the boy and came back a man. You know what I mean? It's just I was with guys there. Though, you know, I remember catching the train up from uh, from Newport to London with guys like Terry Owens and Ian Stevens on, you know, on the train and things like that. These guys, they've been on a tour before. <clears throat> they knew what to expect and things like that and yes just yeah just anticipation you know what I mean I, I I remember at the end of the at the end of the tour you know they, they talked to you know a lot of the players nowadays they say you know god it was too long and things like that I couldn't wait to get home I, I joke about it. I could have done another 10 weeks so, ha- so how many good. how many matches in total were played in that tour so is that what yeah, I'm saying, about 15 two, 16 yeah we had two week we had two week but yeah, no, I could have, I could have gone for another ten weeks. That's for sure. But it, it seems like yeah. every every decade they take matches off the Lions, don't they? Because obviously in the seventies yeah, they played twenty four matches, didn't they, on that seventy one tour? And for well, your it's tour, just pre- and pressure, I think you know players nowadays, obviously with professionalism things like that. But yeah, God, it was an experience. You don't want it, you, you know, it didn't want it to end. But, but you know, when you were selected though, what's what's that feeling like? Because you'd have been, I suppose, in eighty three, like twenty or twenty one. I was at St Mary's, I remember, I think I went on the drink for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> Good preparation for the tour then, was it? Celebrating, yeah, celebrating, but, uh, oh yeah, no, because that's, like, you know, that's, uh, you know, uh, that is the, uh, yeah, like, that's the, 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 the pinnacle, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but suppose the Lions now is obviously it's televised everywhere, and it's it's such a such a big sort it's of bro- you know huge. huge juggernaut of a thing. Like the even the squad announcements televised yeah, or sort of thing now. Yeah. But you know, in, in the early eighties, there's less there's less TV coverage. It's probably more radio, as you say, wasn't it? Really, and I think. Yeah, I think I got a I think I got a phone call off a reporter. I think it was uh, that was the first time I heard. I uh, yeah, I, I heard through. That's the that's the way I heard. You know, I was. 
contacted and said, yeah, you've made the, made the squad and that was it. And, I, don't and obviously, I, I don't think I don't think I went into any lectures that day. That's for sure. <laughs> and then telling you know your parents you know, uh, that you've been selected yeah, for that. Did you did you yeah. think it was coming though, Rob? Was it unexpected, or did you think you'd had a no, chance? I, I was I was hoping. I was hoping, yeah. but you know, you, at the end of the day, you can uh, you can hope as much as you want. You still want to hear you know your, your name read out, and uh, yeah, fortunately I did. And I just yeah, just looking forward to it, and uh, yeah, something I treasure. Also, look, you know, you had the management team of the Lions legends of Willie John McBride as a manager mm. and the coach in Jim mm. Telford. But what was your relationship with those two like then? Oh, Willie John, he, well, he is a legend, but you know, he was uh, as the manager. He he always he always says that his door was always open. You know, if anyone only wanted to come and chat and things like that. Well, he had a he had a fridge full of booze as well. So you know what I mean. At the end of the day, everyone used to pile into his room. Drink his booze and then leg it, then. But uh, he was just a great fella, great fella. So obviously, it's, you're all amateurs and time to take time off work or studying. But you talk mm. a lot about booze. Is it quite a was it quite a social toy? Obviously, you took the rugby yeah. very seriously, but yeah. outside of training and rugby, Mad. it's probably a bit Mad. looser than it is now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And you talk. You know, that, that's the difference between amateur and professional sport nowadays. You know. I don't think these guys will be having the fun. That, you know, they probably had, still have a fair bit of fun, but they, you know, it's priceless what you know what we what we do in those days for sure. Well, I'm sure that's how you so you you have like you make great mates. But look, these days everyone's got camera phones and things like that. So that's another reason why a lot of the players won't do it. But literally, yeah, there was yeah. no you know, you know apart from the press were following you around, and they probably wouldn't want to um, snitch on you guys whatever you were doing because they want to be part of that, don't they? As well, that yeah, bubble. Yeah, well, we used to yeah, yeah, we used to bump in the press. They'd be you know they'd be able to drink it late at night as well. I can assure you, it was, that's just how it was. And what goes on tour stays on tour in those days, wouldn't it? Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was, uh, it was, they were crazy times, crazy times. And you had lots of great characters in this squad. You mentioned a couple of people, but you obviously Dusty Hare, you know, Terry Holmes, Graham Price, oh, Rob Norster, Eddie Butler was, did Eddie Butler came on the tour? He came as a, he came over as a sub, yeah, but there was John O'Driscoll, Ian Stevens, you know, Colin Deems was a great fella. But uh, yeah, there was a lot of characters, a lot of characters. And um, fond memories, yeah, it was, it was some, some great stories. And, and do you stay in touch at all? You know, I, don't, I don't know if no, you're a generation to do that, or reunions or anything like that, no? They, they, they had a, I think they had a 30-year re reunion about 2000 and, yeah, 2013, but I, I, yeah, where was I at the time? I was, yeah, I was in New Zealand. Um, I, I, di I didn't get back for it, but I will make a point, you know, whether they, if they have a 40 or a 50, I'll, I'll certainly, yeah, I'll certainly make an effort, whatever I am for that, because it's just got bigger. It's just, it's just a huge thing though with the caps and things like that and you get a Christmas card and all this. Five, seven, six is my number. I know all that, by the way. Uh, that's, but that's you, know, just, you know, it's, it's, it is, it's just, it's, it's a big operation now. And uh, yeah, just, I, th I think, you know, you don't appreciate it at the time, but you do because it's just got bigger and bigger. And did you manage to go to the tour in New Zealand at all? Did you manage to get over to any of those games? Because if you no, were us, no, you couldn't. It's just... No, I was in. I was just. Yeah, I didn't go over for them. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I didn't, I, I didn't do that because yeah, just too much going on over here at the time. That, I watched them, of course. I watched yeah, yeah. them, of course. But yeah, just it's there. It's just a big operation, though, isn't it? Well, there's twenty. You've got twenty twenty nine, and I look forward to here in, in New yeah. Zealand. So, so that that'd, yeah. be, that'd be cracking. So, what what was um? You, know, you, you said the thing previously. Um, that you know you fell in love with New Zealand on that yeah. tour. What what made you fall in love with New Zealand on that tour? No, I, I'd fall. I'd fall like I said earlier. I, I I fell in New Zealand the year before when I went there in eighty two. I played club rugby in Auckland, and I look back to that now. You know, and I I say to people. They used to play two games of club rugby there on Eden Park number one on on the test ground on the Saturday. You know, you had two games on there. Yeah, kick off the first one about eleven thirty. I remember playing against Joe Joe Stanley. He was at Ponsonby. He wasn't even an All Black then. And I remember they used to have two pitches on the outside there, Eden Park two and three. I played. I remember playing against Buck Shelford, fellow Botigan, a guy called Gary Cunningham who was a wing, All Black wing for North Shore. When Eden Park number two, Buck wasn't even heard of then. The game was just, and I was an international at the time. And yeah, the games were brutal. But as soon as the game's over, you're in the air. You know, I think it was the Oakland Club house here, the Elephant House, they used to call it. You played hard, but you have you'd have you'd have a beer in the in, you know in the change room. You'd have a beer in the Elephant House. That's just how it is. It was. That's when I fell in love with New Zealand. 
So, so you went to, so obviously we had a quick, quick chat prior to recording, but you basically went to New Zealand before London Welsh to, to play. So they, they so how, well, did, that, how did that happen then? To play well, experience. Yeah, yeah. I, I was playing uh, with a lot of Kiwis in London at the time, uh, playing for public school Wanderers. And they said to me, are you interested in you coming over to New Zealand to play? You know, you can stay with my... I, I stayed with the, this guy's parents in Tiara 2 South, actually, and I, I'm still in touch with them. Uh, I said, yeah. So my father showed me uh, the air for, for, my birth, for my birthday and went there. So I paid my own way to go to New Zealand as an international <laughs> and get the and get the, kick, the shit kicked out of me. But uh, And it was just brutal. Yeah, club rugby in Auckland, and, and it still is tough. Uh, and that was invaluable, the experience I gained then. But I also, you know, the experience I gained of, and the respect in New Zealand, where the way of life and, uh, and culture, that, that, that gave me the, uh, you know, that gave me an impetus to, to go back there later, for sure. Well, you can't beat a bit of life experience. And obviously then I'm sure some of the friends you made the previous year would have come yeah. and watched you, watched you as a lion. Do you know what I mean? Which well, would have been yeah, amazing. The, the couple I stayed with in, in Teatro, like they say, when when we arrived at Auckland Airport, they, we, I think we were in the VIP room and things like that. They were there. So, you know, I'd stayed with them the year before, and they, and they were rugby people and things like that, which was, you know, was amazing. And, and yeah, it was good. Enjoyed so, it. So from a playing perspective, um, obviously we know the result of the test, but how did the tour go from, from your perspective? You know, how many games did you play? You, yeah, you obviously well, you're a test line as well. I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was... I was selected to play in the uh, in the first test with Dave Irwin, I think, wouldn't I? I made, uh, yeah, I made an error of judgment. I, yeah, yeah, some say I did, some say well, I don't think I did, but they were. Yeah. I got dropped after that game, after the first test, because I played then on the on the on the Tuesday against or Wednesday against West Coast. I was the only one from the test side who played in that midweek game, so I knew that uh, the ratings on the wall. That was it. Um, yeah, but I managed to, uh, yeah, I managed to get uh, on the bench in the third because uh, I was, I went on the wing. I had a couple of games on the wing then. Um, so I was covering both, you know, wing and centre. And, and I came on, uh, I was on a bench in the fourth and came off the bench in the fourth test. But yeah, no, just they, these are, they're learning curves, aren't they? You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's pretty, pretty full on, you know what I mean? Is uh, you're all vying for a test spot and, uh, yeah, debut with Michael Keenan. It was all full on, you know. I can assure you in uh, training and things like that. Pretty physical. Dave was a physical fella, so uh, yeah, that's and that's how it is. You train hard, and you want the spot. You want to play so, so, football. So, so that competition for places. Once you're in the in the um, in the Lions, is that competition for the test spot yeah, just so sure. intense? You know, well, yeah. whilst you're training. Yeah. But afterwards, yeah. there's no animosity. Yeah. Everyone just get cracks on with it. No. A few beers, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. Definitely, you yeah. want to be. You, you, if, if you go on a Lions tour, you want to be playing. It. You want to be playing test football. Yeah, no, I, I get so, that. And, and it, was, it was pretty full on for sure, you know, and it was pretty physical. But you played but, in about. Uh, yeah. I think you made about ten appearances on that tour in total. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, I did because, I, as I said, I played on the wing a bit then, and yeah, I, yeah, I was going okay there. But uh, yeah, I was just, I was just keen to play and uh, enjoying playing. And do you have any sort of favourite story from that Lions tour at all that you could, you could yeah. be made public? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can. I often because we didn't have, we didn't have a dinner, we didn't have dinners after every chess match. We had a, we had a, a dinner down in Dunedin after the third, so we only had one dinner. And Bernie Fraser and Stu Wilson who appeared a character, Ebony and Ivory, they're known as back in uh, back in New Zealand, and they are characters. Bernie Fraser in particular, he's crazy. Anyway, so we had this massive food fight. You know, nowadays you wouldn't get away with it. It was crazy, okay, because you're mixed up and things like that. And don't forget this guest, say, you know, this committee man and things like that. Well, it was carnage. It was carnage. And I remember Bernie Fraser, he, he stuck his head up over the, over the table and he had two bottle tops in his eyes. And just like that. It, was just, it was mad. But little things like that, you couldn't get away with that nowadays. But uh, yeah, no, that was, that was incredible. Yeah, that's probably much more formal now, but it must be like, after like a line talk because it, it must be really difficult to adjust to sort of uh, normality and playing back for your club. How did you make? Was it like a come down coming back to London Welsh that that following season? No, I don't think I don't think so. You just got to you know you just got to put that back to the back your mind and you know you've done that and you've got to start all over again, haven't you? You know you you've got to maintain your standards to you know you retain your place in 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 the Welsh side and. 
otherwise, you know, that, that's gone. The Lions tour's gone. You made it, okay, but you 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 know, you've got uh, you've got to keep yourself back in the in 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 the national side, and you've got to be playing good football to get there. But it's a lot of people say like it's, the Lions tour is quite brutal physically and, and possibly mentally as well. And then you know the season after a Lions tour, possibly more so now than maybe in your day. But not though I'm trying to do comparisons or have comparisons. But people get injured quite a lot because you know it, it, they play a lot of games in quick succession. And do mm-hmm. but you're probably used mm-hmm. to that from your Newport days. Well, but not only that, you know, like like I said, I'll, I'll go back into a. I, so I went, you know, I went to New Zealand in '82 in the close season. I went on the Lions tour in '83. Okay, '84 I went to play club rugby in Canberra, and '85 I went to play club rugby in Sydney. So I did four 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 years of twelve months, because like I said to you earlier. I didn't throw with Wales, so if I wanted to be going to, you know, to, to venture to these places, I had, you know, I, I, I take up the opportunity, and I'm glad I did. You know what I mean? I, as I said, I went to Canberra and I went to Sydney. Uh, you know, that's yeah, that had a lot of bearing, and you know, as I say, for why I'm living over this part of the world. The Rob Ackerman Summer Tours Incorporated, yeah. Well, I, I, I thought it was easier than pre-season training. I must admit, you know what I mean. <laughs> Play, playing, playing matches and match, you know, retaining match fitness is a lot easier than pre-season training. That's for sure. And well, yeah, yeah, you can't have a pre-season when you're playing four years of continuous rugby, can you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. That's right. But I, I don't regret it. You know, I, I I've met a lot of good people and uh, yeah, learned about you know what's what's happening over this part of the world and I have really enjoyed it. But I had to do it because you know if if I hadn't, I, I you know I would never we never toured. I suppose that, so this is like so in between every London Welsh season when that mm. that was finished in April and May you'd go for like for four or five months to those yeah. areas and, and yeah. keep playing rugby you're making friends yeah. that's what yeah. they said. and you had to combine this with your degree as well yeah yeah well what had happened because I missed my exams on the Lions tour I had a, I, I, I had to take them the following year and I'd already decided now I'd take them because I had to take them. But I, I was going to put about put my uh, academic career on hold until I finished my playing days. Okay, no, that's fair. Which enough. is so, what, which is what I did when I went back to Cardiff in nineteen ninety three, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so it's after your rugby league career. But we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll just finish your time at London Welsh now. You had second season at London Welsh. You made twenty three appearances, scored three tries. And obviously, you had mentioned some of the players around the squad at the time with Clive Reese, mm. Kevin mm. Bowring, Kevin. You know, Mark Douglas. Yes. Yeah, Matthew Ebsworth and Colin mm-hmm. Price. So, mm-hmm. you know, Bruce Bradley came to coach the club yeah. then back in the, in the 90s. So all these people. And, and do, do you hear from these people at all? Or, you know, I um, don't. I don't. I don't. You know, that's just but that's just how it is. It? But, uh, you know, I, you know, obviously Ian George is he, his boys in real well, isn't he? You know, because George, he, was, he, was, he, could, he could play. Uh, he, you, know, he yeah. was, he, you know, he was another star of the show there for sure. Just to make that um, clear, Rob, to everyone else, so Ian George's son is Jamie George, who obviously plays for Saracens yes, and, and England yeah. now. So, he, so his dad, his dad yeah. played for London Welsh, didn't he? Yes, yeah, and he's a, he was a quality player, Ian. But, uh, you know, we had, a, we had a good... I was thinking about it today, actually. We enjoyed... We, we, we played good football. I think we enjoyed... We certainly enjoyed each other's company. And, we, yeah, we worked hard on the training field and got the results. Yeah, it was, they, were, they were good. They were good. They were good years at London Welsh. And what about the committee men and people that are the coaches at London Welsh? Were people like, you know, Ted Wynn and Model Ice around those days? Yeah, uh, yeah. And as I say, Dennis Hogan, who got me to, uh, who got me to uh, St Mary's, he was, he was about, and uh, yeah, they just, those guys, you know, they, those, those guys had long associations with the club and hey, they'd, they'd done the groundwork for sure. So we go to sort of 84-85 and I suppose that season is really all about the John Player Trophy final, isn't it? Really, yeah. you think about it. So yeah. you, know, you think about that sort of cup run and you played in every round of, of that cup run. Um, so, yeah. Where did, what, what, what round did we play Nottingham? Was that semi-final? So, or? No, it was round four. So, so, you, so we've got, we've got, we've got, we've got, we've got, we've got the information here, right? So you had, um, uh, you played 18-10 um, away, I think, against Headingley. When they had Peter okay. Winterbottom in the back row, that was round three, and then um, you in round four. That's when you beat Nottingham twelve eleven. But I'm going to ask you a question now. What was notable about that um, Nottingham game? Brian Moore was playing, then, I think, wasn't he? He was a hooker, yeah. But what was it? What, uh, what happened in that game that that basically enabled you to win it? Can't remember. Rob Andrew was playing. How many kicks did he miss a goal? Did he? 
I couldn't tell you. He missed nine out of ten kicks at goal that game. Never. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. Christ almighty. Well, <laughs> you had a cheek it, then we took that. Yeah, that's all. Then that you win. Right? You win. Did he play for Nottingham? Did he play for Nottingham that? Maybe? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, and Bloody then that Simon Hodgson at full back, who then also uh, played. Aye, aye. You sure that wasn't? Are you sure it wasn't Rob Andrews twin or something like that? Because he, <laughs> he don't miss nine kicks, man. He don't well, miss nine. It might be win against. I must have, he must have had a bad. That was a bad day for Rob Andrews then. But look, right. Look. We'll take that, Rob, won't we? Do you, do you know what I mean? So for London hey, Welsh we win. did. We did take it. <laughs> and, and then, so we then played Waterloo in the quarterfinal, beat them 21 okay. 21-0 at home okay. at Old Deer Park. Okay. Nice one. And then we then semi-final against... I can't remember. Coventry. Was it? was it? Yeah. Okay, what was the score? 10-all. Okay. How did we go through that home game? Was that a what? We won by a try count of 2-1. to one. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, well, there we are. That's their fault, isn't it? <laughs> okay. Do you remember the final then uh, at Twickenham? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, what, what's, what, what's that build-up like? London Welsh, never been to a Twickenham yes. final before. Yeah. So you're, yeah, no, you're, on the, you're on the bus going to that final at Twickenham with your London Welsh mates. You, you know, all those rounds you've got to... It obviously looked like, by all accounts, it, it, our name... You know, was was on the trophy. You know, I know we're playing Bath, but look, we we win, scraped through against Nottingham, ten ten draw. It was it was it our year, and why wasn't yeah, well, it? Well, uh, you'd be thinking that, and it wasn't too long a bus trip anyway, was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we we would have been yeah we 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 would have been looking forward to it, confident, and uh, you know, Bath or right, John Johnny Horton was playing there, and Roger Spurrell and all those guys, wasn't it? Simon Jones. John Palmer, yeah. John John Palmer and all those guys, yeah. They were they were strong, but uh, yeah, no, we were, yeah, we were up for it. We were up for it, yeah. But uh, what was the score on that one? Uh, I actually haven't got that information down, but I was, right, no worries, oh, no I was hoping you. I was hoping you'd tell me, no, but with your track record, Rob, in the in the, in the season, I don't suppose. Look, and, no. and we lost anyway, did we? But I think it's like twenty three nine or something like that. I think I've got a feeling. I remember. I remember. Yeah, probably. I remember more the uh, winning the Middlesex sevens. So was that the same year? I think. Oh, that might be eighty five. I think. Yeah, I think it might have been eighty five. Something like that, uh, yeah, or yeah, I can't remember, but and that, uh, and that was played at Twickenham as well, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, no, that and that was in those days, it was a you know, it was a, a good crowd, a good sellout crowd there then, but so uh, yeah, that was probably that was memorable as well for London Welsh. So, a good, yes, couple of, definitely. Good, a good couple of seasons, and as I say, at the end of each season, you go, you go abroad, so you, mm. you missed, um. I think you missed the Barbarians match because I think you'd been to Canberra. And so you, you maybe arrived late uh, sometimes because of your commitments um, in I, the Southern Hemisphere. I, I think I came back and played for the uh, England Presidents 15 versus England, I think, didn't I? Yeah, uh, I think okay. that was 84, I think. Right. Danny Gerber, Elton Weiss and all that, I remember that, yeah. But, but London Welsh, I think, I think in our centenary, then centenary, we played the Barbarians and you missed it, but you did play I your last, that, yeah. you missed, yeah. you played your last match for London Welsh against Fiji at Old Deer Park and they were meant to yeah. play, you were then meant to play for Wales against Fiji the following week, I think. I did, I think, didn't I? Yeah. I did, um, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, did. So, so, so why did your time to London Welsh come to an end then, Rob? Why did you feel yeah, you needed no, to move I on? Think, no, I, I think, you know, because I, Teddy Holmes, you know, he was. I, I, I respected that fella, you know, and I enjoyed. I loved playing with that guy. Uh, and I think Mark Ringer got injured playing for Cardiff, and uh, Holmes he got on to me. He said, you know, uh, any any idea, you know, fancy come to play for Cardiff? And uh, yeah, I just I decided I, I decided yeah, you know, I wanted to play with Teddy, carry on playing with Teddy, and then he goes and signs for Bradford Northern. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you know. It was it was a decision. He had a lot to do with it, um, and yeah, I decided that yeah, I'd, I'd give that a crack. Um, what was a bad move going from you know having played for Newport? Players do it, but they're the arch enemies, and uh, I decided to have a crack at Cardiff, and yeah, the rest is history, wouldn't it? Well, it was history. <laughs> so, so people can't get the heads around it because obviously this is amateur rugby, so you're not getting mm. paid to play, and you're playing for these, you know, you're playing for London Welsh, you know, Newport, Cardiff, all without being paid, whilst mm. you know trying to uh, you know get a profession, you know, go to university, that sort of thing. So is that is that why then you you made the move to rugby league so you could start earning a salary really for, no, for your no, talents? No, no, I I always wanted to test myself. I I, I have to say because you know, obviously I. I 
come over this part of the world and watching a lot of NRL stuff. You know, I was I'm a big South Sydney fan, and uh, I was in those days. Yeah, I go back about eighty, about eighty three. I go back to South Sydney's uh, fan, and and I yeah, I wanted to challenge myself. You know, I I did. What do I you know? Do I hang around and carry on playing to see if I can make the make the next Lions tour, or do I want to try? You know, to, to get myself out of my comfort zone and play the you know, try the game. And yeah, I don't regret doing that either. I you know, I still watch a lot of rugby league now, and you know, it's it'll be starting now shortly. Was it was that, was it semi pro that we we paid to play, or we 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 teaching at the time as well, or where, how did you where? have it in rugby league? Yeah, no, it was. It was some, yeah, but I was I was working as a sports development officer. First of all, when I went to went to Cumbria, um, but no, yeah, yeah, you know, there was a lot of it was on match payments and your contract money, and there's a big difference between winning pay and losing pay. And uh, yeah, if you're losing all the time, it, it gets it gets difficult there. But uh, yeah, no, it's it, 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 it's nothing to do with the money. You know, I, I was talking to someone at school today actually. Amateur, you know, amateur professional values. Money's got nothing to do with the, you know, the standards and the commitment you put in. And uh, yeah, it's all about standards you have yourself, isn't it? And there's got quite a few obviously Welsh people have gone gone to rugby league because mm. you know we've had Clive Griffiths on the podcast and he went in. Like, I since, saw Clive, yeah, I saw I saw Clive on the podcast, yeah. Yes, yeah, seventy nine, eighty, and obviously Roland Phillips mm. would have been, mm. you know, um, mm. in the in the mid nineties of playing. Oh, see, you know, when I mean? we had, you know, we had that. Well, Clive, he coached that Welsh side, you know, that I, that I was in, involved in and played played in and uh, coached under him, and uh, you know they. All those guys, your Paul Moriarty's, John Jonathan, and Devs, and all that, Alan Beekman, you know what I mean? Uh, they were they were they were great get-togethers. And you played? Were you playing with them and against them? Or I did. You... I know I did. Yeah. yeah, I did. I did play. And I was playing. Yeah, well, obviously when I remember playing against Witness when I was at Carlisle, you know, when Jonathan and, and Devs came up and things. Yeah, they were they were always they were always great battles, you know, when you when you play against another fellow Welshman. Oh, that's great. And so you you played rugby league for quite a long time, of six, seven seasons. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and then you sort of decided to come back to Cardiff to um to. Uh, well, yeah, I decided I, I, I better start. I better start getting. A, I better start getting a <laughs> you know a degree and start working for a living. And then that, that's what. So you came to Cardiff to study. Is it to study teaching and coaching? Was it that sort of thing? Yeah, no, just teaching. Yeah, it was a sport and human movement studies. But then I decided I did my teacher training in New Zealand because I was I'd already decided I was going to go and live there after I'd qualified, got my degree. Yeah. I did my teacher training in New Zealand, so I'm a New Zealand qualified teacher, and because uh, I was teaching the syllabus over there, and yeah, so that yeah, that's uh, and I I did a one year teaching diploma there and went straight into teaching there. And you mentioned you had um, a daughter in, in New Zealand. So did yeah. you marry in New Zealand? Is your wife from New Zealand? Yeah, or is she no, Welsh she's or... Welsh. My first, uh-huh. my first wife was uh, she was Welsh. Who I met on the Lions tour, actually. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, she, yeah, she done to live there with her parents years ago. Um, but yeah, and I've, but I've re- remarried now and uh, married a New Zealand girl. Yeah, so uh, she's we're looking forward to going back and uh, her children and grandchildren and, and my daughters. She's. She's 16 now, so I thought I'd better get back and keep an eye on her. <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely. So, um, so were you you're teaching? But did you did you teach PEs when you when you teaching? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. So yeah, did you get yeah, involved yeah. in coaching rugby as well? Because I think uh, from yeah, no, back I, I did a bit of coaching as well, haven't you? Yeah, no, I did a bit. Uh, I did a bit of coaching down at Christ College in um, in Christchurch, uh, and then then I went to uh, I went to Qatar. I did two years teaching in Qatar, the American International School, two thousand nine to two thousand eleven, and then I went back to New Zealand. Then in two thousand eleven, yeah. yeah. To, uh, I was in Wellington then, and uh, I taught at St Patrick's in Silverstream, Wellington, and uh, one of the greatest guys I've, uh, you know, I've had in the involvement with the guy is Asafo Amua, hooker, the All yes. Blacks. He was the superstar in the Under Twenty World Cup, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, he's got a hat trick, didn't he? Yeah. I had, I, I, I worked with Asafo when he was a fourteen-year-old, and he was going to be. You could tell he was going to be something special then. But what's happened? What, what's happened to him? Because he, he sort of gone off. No, the he's board. All right. no, no. He 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 made his de- he made his debut against the Wallabies when they uh, when they, uh, the Wallabies beat the All Blacks. Oh yeah, I'm gone off the boil. Because Belsey he's, he's behind that's Cody Taylor and um... yeah, he's behind Cody now and Dan Cause. But no, yeah. he's he's having his day. He's yeah, I think Dan's struggling now. But Asafo is a, yeah, he's 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 brutal that boy. Well, he's he quick. Been a, 
Oh, but he's, he, he, he is brutal. He likes hurting people. He could have been, he could have been a, 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 an NRL player without a doubt. Wow. So, it's, um, so you co- coached uh, in New Zealand. You coached in Australia as well, haven't you? And then, oh, you also came oh, back to you. Did you come back to the UK at all to do some coaching, didn't you? Yeah, no, yeah, I did. I was up with the Glasgow Hawks with Peter Wright. Yeah, that was uh, 2001 to 2004, I think. Yeah, I was up back in Scotland. And uh, yeah, we won the double up there, coaching with Peter. We won the cup and the, and the league. And Glasgow Hawks, are they the team yeah. like what Glasgow Warriors are now, basically? No, so, no, no, so, so it's no, a team no. below that sort of thing, yeah? Yeah, yeah, no, we had a good, we had a, we had a good, uh, we had a good team going there, and uh, yeah, enjoyed that, enjoyed that, met a lot of good, uh, yeah, I mean, still in touch with a couple of guys up there, Mike, Mikey Adamson, who was a, he was a Scottish referee, yeah, he was one of our good boys. Yeah, no, he did the test the other week. Yeah, no, Mike, Mike used to be, uh, he used to play for Hawks at the time. Yeah, so he's he's he, he was a referee of the England Italy yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, no, he's a good boy, Michael. He always, I remember one of the clubmen. He he still has a crack on me about it. I I said to Mike, you know, because he was a good cricketer as well. And I said, do you want to you know make a decision? Do you want to be a rugby player or do you want to be a cricketer? So he decided to be a rugby player, and he he's gone to great gone on to great things. Now, Mike get, was a good kid. You don't get many Scottish cricketers, though, do you? So he probably made a wise no, decision true. there, didn't he? True, true, and then he had. I remember a good guy that uh, when I was teaching up there, John Bartley's uh, younger brother David. Yeah, he was he was a good he was a good boy. He never got went on with it. John was at uh, Hawks briefly, but uh, you know he was just out of school, so we didn't have much to do with him. But uh, yeah, no, Glasgow Hawks a good setup. Yeah, so you left. So boy. you left sort of Glasgow then to to go back to the Southern New Hemisphere to, to obviously to do mm. some more more coaching and teaching. So, so teaching, teaching, teaching primarily. Okay, that that. Uh, and you know, so when you look back at your career, you know, what, what do you think? Um, you know, what does the Welsh mean to you, um, Rob? Yeah, no, it it it, 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 fond memories. You know what I mean? I was I played uh, I played for a club that you know is is got a you know synonymous with you know high standards. You know, it's a fantastic reputation. Uh, it was it was a nice setting. There's no there was no pressure there, like you know, like there is playing back uh, club rugby in Wales, and yeah, I think everyone from all walks of life, you know, professional people in the week, they, they come and play their rugby and they enjoy it, and that's 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 the most important thing. You've got to be enjoying your rugby, otherwise, there's no point in doing it. No, no, great. So it was great. You're you're a big, you're a big part really of, of our history. Really, when you look back, you're the last. Um, Lion, who who's a lion when they're playing for London Welsh, okay. So yeah. you know, in, in in that sense, uh, which which is great. And I'm not sure that will ever get better in a way. We never know because you know we're on our way back up the no. leagues. You know, so yeah, you, you no, never right. you, you never right. know. That's right. But, yeah, um, never say never. But uh, no, I had fond 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 memories of the club, definitely. Look, you know, you look you look in good health, look, and then it's been great to talk to you, and I appreciate you taking the time out on your Friday evening to, to, to tell us your tell us your story. If you're ever back in our neck of the woods, you know where we are. So come and see us. Yeah, no, that won't be for a while. You know, with things as they are at the moment, it's uh, it's 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 not a good place to travel to at the moment. But uh, you know, I will be coming back in, in time. And yeah, I'd like yeah, I'd like to look up, uh, what, see what's going on. At, uh, come and say hello. Plans, come yeah. come and see us on yeah. match day, okay? And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll give no, you a, a good old welcome. All right. Definitely, definitely. All the best, Rob. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Thanks very much indeed, Gareth. And uh, have a great weekend yourself. Eh? Cheers.